Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. All right, we're going to try this out. Believe it or not, we are on the road. Oh, we are literally on the road. We are going to try to do Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 from uh, the ride home through South Carolina. So, uh, if we get the camera up and rolling, you might get seasick. We'll find that out. Trevor Lawrence Pro Day. Trevor Lawrence is going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Make no mistake about it. And I think uh, Urban Meyer made sure he got an up-close view on that today. No doubt about it. Brent Martineau along with Austin Lane in the Action Sports Jack Studios. I think this is going to be a Trevor show, Austin Lane. It's all about Trevor Lawrence. What do you make of his 52 throws today? Yeah, I mean, listen, the throws look good, obviously. I think he might have had one miss. That's kind of what we're expecting, almost uh, an A-plus effort, if you will, almost 100%. And that's really what those you know, those scripted throws put him in the position to do. It showcases his skill set, what he does well. And overall, from what I saw on ESPN2, I thought, thought Trevor Lawrence looked fantastic. And obviously, Urban Meyer, another trending topic, making himself known. Uh, like I tweeted out this morning, I thought it was an alpha move by Urban Meyer. Props to him. Yeah, uh, what did that? Did that surprise you a little bit that Urban Meyer was able to be that close, right next to Dabo Switty? I mean, was it just a power move? And he's like, "Hey, hey, I'm I'm new to the NFL. I don't know what you're supposed to do here, but I've got the number one pick, and I'm going right out there, get up close to Trevor Lawrence as I can." I mean, listen, I think there's a few things that come into play here of why Urban Meyer was that close to Trevor Lawrence. Number one, I mean, he was talking to Dabble pretty much the entire time, right? So every single throw that Trevor Lawrence made, you know, I mean, Urban was kind of picking Dabble's brain a little bit, which is great. I mean, that's a that, that's a sign that obviously Urban Meyer is interested in Trevor Lawrence. Spoiler alert in case you didn't know. Um, the second thing that I liked is the fact that that put a little extra added pressure, let's just say, on Trevor Lawrence. Now, people, you know, I've been coming to my mentions because I tweeted this out today as well. And people are like, well, come on, Austin. The, the, the guy throws the ball how many times? Like, how is that a, extra pressure? You know, how is Urban Meyer being that close to you extra pressure? And I would compare it like this. Let's say that you're working at a valet and you're going to park somebody's car. Let's say it's a, it's, it's a nice car. Let's say it's a, it's a Lamborghini, but it's not a stick shift. It's an automatic. I'm not sure if those are even possible. But let's say you have to park a Lamborghini automatic. Okay? You've driven a million times. You know how to drive a car. Now, granted, sometimes the situation's different. The environment's different. Sometimes the brake's a little twitchy. Sometimes the gas is a little more responsive. But you know how to drive a car. But if that person that dropped the Lamborghini off was watching you park his car the entire time, you're going to be a little more nervous. You're going to probably check those mirrors twice. You're going to probably, you know, look behind you one time. And that's the point of what Urban Meyer did today. He put a little extra added pressure on Trevor Lawrence. Now, maybe it wasn't physical pressure, obviously, but it was mental pressure. And I thought Trevor Lawrence did a great job of answering that pressure. He even kind of alluded to it. Um, You know, I think he was talking to Reese Davis after that workout, and Reese Davis asked him about it. You kind of saw a big smile from Trevor Lawrence. And then later on, Todd McShay even said that this was kind of Urban Meyer's idea to have this pro day a little earlier. Uh, You know, Urban Meyer essentially asked Trevor Lawrence, hey, are you interested in doing this a little earlier with your shoulder? You can get that shoulder surgery taken care of a little quicker, get ready for training camp. Are you interested in doing this? And Trevor Lawrence, obviously being the the sportsman, the competitor that he is, agreed to it. 
Yeah, I think uh, you're right on the money, by the way, and, and, and that's great insight of what you said. I loved your comparison to the valet parker. I, I think that's I've done that job. And if the person's right out there, and it's not just your buddies or your coworkers, it's a big difference. I was thinking about it last night. I was just sitting there laying in bed in the hotel, and I'm like, I wonder what this is like for Trevor Lawrence. He knows he can throw, right? It's like me going on TV and saying, Hey, I think I can talk on TV. I think I can talk on radio. I'm comfortable doing that. That's what I do. So he knows he can throw. He knows he's going to be the number one pick. All that stuff, all the work he's put in. But I do have to believe there is this level of anxiety, a level of good nervous nature to go out there and be like, all right, this is really the next step, you know, and, and the stuff I've been working on, and this was a little bit on short notice, and I've got a, a labrum issue that I have to make sure I get through too, and there's going to be eyes on me. You know, that's I don't care who you are. I mean, Tiger Woods will say, well, I don't know if he's the one that admits to it, but most people will admit that they get butterflies, even the best athletes. And so I would think there was a little bit of that added pressure. I love your analogy there. And I do think he, he looked comfortable. He, he looked the part. He did everything that everybody hoped he would do. I mean, the last throw, Austin. Oh, that was fun, wasn't it? I'm yeah. glad. They didn't do the victory formation, man, but they did give us that last throw. No, the last throw, even, like, you don't have to be a big football fan. Everybody could say, oh, boy, that was pretty cool. So, yeah, th- that last throw said a lot because that's kind of like Jordan Palmer, obviously the quarterback coach that put on this whole thing. That's kind of like his signature because he did it with Sam Darnold and he did it with Josh Allen. And it's funny, I actually went back and watched the last throws of Sam Darnold and Josh Allen. Um, and I watched how they compared to Trevor Lawrence. And it's interesting, right, because when we think about Josh Allen, we think of big-arm talent. And what ended up happening in that pro day, and keep in mind, Josh Allen at the time was coming from Wyoming. So I think they had to do a little better job of showcasing his skill set just because he came from a smaller school uh, and not on the big stage like Trevor Lawrence is. Like, we know what Trevor Lawrence is. Josh Allen at the time during his pro day, we weren't quite certain what Josh Allen was going to be. But on the very first throw, Josh Allen actually, like, overthrows his target. Now, it was kind of a flex because it was like a 75-yard pass, so it, it looked good, but he missed the target. So he actually did that exact same throw again. So he had to do it twice because I think uh, the whole point was Carson, uh, Jordan Palmer showing that, hey, he can make this throw, he can make this difficult throw, and let's end on a good note, let's end on a catch. Trevor Lawrence, it took him one time. And when you saw that throw, everybody, I think, at that place was clapping or just kind of in awe of what we just saw because, number one, fantastic throw. But, number two, it was a great catch as well. It was just a great catch and, and play there. So that there's a lot to be said about that play right there as well. And the biggest thing that I'm taking away from this, Brent, you kind of alluded to this a little bit. When we're talking about Trevor Lawrence and, you know, in this situation – It wasn't ideal, right? You mentioned the shoulder and everything, but keep in mind, he only had one receiver that he played with that was actually catching balls from him. The rest of the guys, he wasn't accustomed to. And and if quarterbacks are like any other professional athlete, they're creatures of habit, and they have their guys. They they know how their guys run routes. Trevor Lawrence literally probably only had about five to ten minutes to warm up, get acclimated to these new receivers, and then make it work. And if you watch that workout, man, he made it work. 
Yeah, I think uh, you just nailed it again. I, I think he was tremendous in everything they asked him to do, and I didn't expect much else. Listen, I thought we'd come out here raving about Trevor Lawrence's day, and I think we kind of are. I caught up with Steve Smith and also Todd McShay after the workout. As you know, we weren't allowed in the workout in full disclosure. We are very close. We could actually see him throwing sometimes because they have these big garage door windows, and so you could see from where we were. We were just outside the building. They just want to let us in. <laughs> just ESPN NFL Network. Uh by the way, uh, over-under on outlets there, I hope you had one. Action Sports Jacks. Uh, That's it. Uh, over-under on teams, I hope you had 16. And I think I said it on 13 and a half, and I think I picked the under. Yeah. But it was over, so 16 teams showed up to watch uh, Trevor Lawrence throw the football. And obviously, Urban Meyer, Brian Schottenheimer, Daryl Bevel, all were there. They flew in this morning, private jetted in. <clears throat> Not six-hour drive like we have to do. <laughs> well, you should uh, man. You, you official TV uh, and the Jaguars. <laughs> you couldn't roll with them? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we get a lot of love out of that official TV station. I mean, I guess hey, you do. Get your hey, money's Urban. worth. I'm like 10 feet. Urban, Urban, you got a minute. I don't think he heard me. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, but anyway, that was kind of the scene, and they flew up and flew back, and, and obviously this is a big deal for them. And I, I just think there there are two other things that come out of this for me in terms of it's, – it's cool to see a guy throwing that everybody talks about and is encouraged about, and he lives up to it. And it's fun to see Jacksonville, and I've said this over the last couple of months, it's great to see you guys, as in Jags fans, engaged in what's going on here with the Jacksonville Jaguars and excited about the possibilities of this and the number one pick and a, and a prospect of this caliber because that's real, you know. Uh, it's it's not over dramatic. It's real. I mean, he is that kind of – talent that people scout so i think that part's pretty cool but the other thing that really happened today was this labrum deal like what is it like how did it come about we asked that why is he having surgery next week well i didn't see any ill effects from that austin i mean i thought that part was oh he has a shoulder problem like why is he getting surgery next week i mean he was he was lifting that sh- left shoulder fine uh, it didn't seem like he was wincing at all he looked pain-free in this session so I thought that part was pretty good. He just must totally be doing this because there's something on an MRI or some level of discomfort that he wants to get cleaned up before he starts his NFL career. But this did not prohibit the way he threw the football today uh, at his Clemson Pro Day. Yeah, listen, I've talked about this a little bit. You know, when it comes to a labrum tear, a lot of people have labrum tears and they're never going to know it because they're, they're, they're minor, right? I mean, I had a, I had a surgery on one because, well, to, to the extent of it, when I was playing in a game, uh, I made a tackle and kept on popping out a socket. I'm like, I should probably get this taken care of. Um, I want to be a tough guy, but I'm, I'm essentially useless to my team with this shoulder. What I think with Trevor Lawrence is, is the fact that, I think it bothers him a little bit. It would have to, because even if it was like a small tear where he has like zero problems, then there would make no sense right now, you know, entering your rookie year, entering your most important season per se, to get surgery right now. So there has to be some kind of ill effect a little bit due to this, you know, this labrum tear where he feels the need right now to get it fixed. Now, obviously, it's a non-throwing shoulder, so it's not that big of a deal. Obviously, when you have like a any kind of shoulder repair, sometimes, you know, you're – 
mobility can be affected by it. Sometimes your strength can be affected by it. And obviously you have to rehab those things back. But being a non-throwing shoulder and being, you know, from the quarterback position where, let's be honest, opposite arm strength is not everything. Opposite arm mobility is not everything. I'm not too worried about it. And obviously from what you saw at his pro day today, he wasn't too worried about it either. Nah, and so I guess he'll just get that cleaned up. He said four to five months for full clearance. He'll be doing other things uh, in the meantime. Yeah, I was just talking to somebody about this, Austin. We don't know if there will be OTAs, and we don't know if there will be a rookie minicamp uh, as usual. Like NFL still doesn't know that stuff. The players, J.C. Treader, the head of the play, uh, players' union, has said we don't think we need that again. So we really don't know what the offseason is going to look like for the Jacksonville Jaguars, for Trevor Lawrence, with a young football team and a new coach. How much importance do you think is on potentially the offseason? And do keep in mind, if there is an offseason the way we know it, well, Trevor Lawrence isn't going to be a part of it. Uh, it, There's not going to be that buzz around the OTAs for Trevor Lawrence to be out there because he will not be doing anything of that nature. He will be instead uh, unleashed most likely in late July and early August at training camp. No, without a doubt. You know, so we'll see what happens from that standpoint. Um, it's like I said, I mean, it was a big day today for Jaguars fans because this could be the last time we see Trevor Lawrence for a while. Now, he might do the interviews here yeah. or there, but as far as seeing the arm in motion, and listen, let's be honest here. It's not like we really learned anything today about Trevor Lawrence, right? If you watch Clemson the past couple of years, you know what kind of quarterback Trevor Lawrence is. But to me, like, if you're a Jaguars fan, like, this is kind of the, the reassuring fact, right? It's, it's that last throw, that, that last throw, that great catch, that great pass, moving around the pocket a little bit, you know, 65 plus yards, whatever that throw was. That's the last impression that we're going to have from Trevor Lawrence now until he puts on that Jaguars hat and that jersey. And you know what? That's an okay impression to be a part of. Now, I'll be honest. I mean, let, let, listen, do we learn anything? No. Are we going to use verbiage like, well, he looked really fluid out there. Mm, he, he had good arm strength. Like, everyone's using that kind of verbiage because, let's be honest, it's it's draft season coming up and, and experts can't help themselves. He looked really mobile in the pocket. He had the moxie today. He was fluid. He's got that fast twitch. Like, everyone's talking about that. But what I noticed, Brent, the shoes were on point, okay? The Nike dunk highs that he was rocking today, because let's be honest here, Trevor Lawrence always kind of been like the reserve guy. Like, yes, he's the leader of Clemson. He's the face of the franchise, if you will, but always kind of been like the, you know, kind of the even kilter guy. I appreciated the shoe game today. I was not expecting the Nike dunk highs to make an appearance. I want a pair and I don't play football anymore, but also kind of shows up like, hey, all eyes are on me right now. Check these out and check out what my arm can do. Well, you do have a shoe closet, so uh, you know you you are um, enamored with the shoes, yeah. no doubt about it. Uh, there, so Trevor Lawrence gets it done, and again, I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, you know, I said there's two things that struck me. One was the the injury that it, like you couldn't if you didn't know he was getting surgery next week, you would have no idea he's getting surgery next week. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you would have no idea that hey, he might something might be up. That was interesting to me, given the fact that this natured surgery is going to be four to five months in terms of a full clearance rehab. And the other part of it was, man, there's just no doubt the Jags are taking him. I I understand there was nothing. I wouldn't be following Trevor Lawrence all around southeast and and, uh, southeast of America if we didn't think he was going to be drafted. But there is no doubt he's being drafted, number one. Like, the suspense of the number one overall pick, much like last year, is done. It's over. Like, everybody you talk to, Todd McShay, 
anybody who's answer, you know, who's t- the analysts. I mean, Urban Meyer was that close to him. Like, he didn't hide it. And then the McShay revelation that Urban Meyer wanted to see this, well, of course he did. This is like his first practice with Trevor Lawrence, and his next one might not come until late July, early August uh, in training camp. But I, I just think uh, today kind of settled in. While we knew this already, he is the unquestionable number one pick. It's not even close with anybody else. And Trevor Lawrence is going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Yeah, I mean, I think, listen, as soon as the, the Jets lost that game and then, you know, and the Jaguars, I'm sorry, the Jets won that game and the Jaguars did their part as well, you knew what was going to happen. Hands down. Now, people want to throw out the Deshaun Watson narrative because it's fun to talk about. It's going to get the clicks. I understand some people are in the business of getting clicks. So be it. But, no, it's it's obvious. Um, you know, like you, you never want to say 100% because, let's be honest, is a team going to offer 10 first-round draft picks for Trevor Lawrence? Probably not. But the Houston Texans have done crazier things before. So who knows what's going to happen? But I'm just <laughs> saying right now, yes, Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. But once again, there's that point zero 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 one percent that says, uh, are we going to get some kind of Houston Texans stupidity kind of trade going on? But it's not going to happen, I don't think. I, we just stopped at Skins Dogs, I think it's called. It's like hot dogs. And so we got a couple for lunch on the way out of town. And the guy's like, well, what about Deshaun Watson? What about, you know, obviously another Clemson guy. And I said, listen, if Trevor Lawrence is not the number one overall pick and in a Jacksonville uniform in the fall, I'm going to come back up here to Skins Dogs and I'm buying a thousand hot dogs. Oh, wow. So that's the deal. Ooh, Brent, be, be careful with I, that, I didn't though, say man. I was, I didn't say I was eating a thousand hot dogs. Oh no, I you're buying Joey them, Chester. man. No, you're buying them. But keep in mind, you're gonna owe half this city dinner from Ruth Chris because if the Jaguars don't host a what is it, a Super Bowl or is it a draft party? I think a draft party, right? Draft. The draft. It's a yeah. Draft, yeah. If the Jaguars don't host a draft in the next couple of years, you're gonna be paying up some Ruth Chris, which is a little more pricey than hot dogs. Yeah, but by then I figure Trevor Lawrence will have gone to a couple of Super Bowls, won a couple of Super Bowls, an MVP or two, and he might just pay for me. By that time, ah, he's on his second deal. I got you. So, uh, well, hey, what a, a little method to the madness. What a what a long way he's going to come then from you being at Clemson, him not giving you the time to do an interview, to now paying for your <laughs> Ruth Chris dinner, man. That's quite the evolution. That's quite the metamorphosis for Trevor Lawrence. Well, listen, I've come a long way. Back in 2010, 2011, 2012, you hardly wanted to talk to me in the locker room, and now you spend three hours a day with me. It's a good point, man. People can change, Brent. People can change for the, for the round I mean, of money. Or not. not. Not really, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> hey, the bottom line is Trevor doesn't know me yet. Wait until he does. <laughs> Wait till he sees some of that money. <laughs> I think we're in uh, Simplyville, South Carolina. We've already paid a couple of tolls in the first segment. I've trusted Marcel Robinson to drive my truck. Mm-hmm. He has a similar one, by the way. And uh, here we are, first ever show from the actual road. I'm glad uh, you said. By the way, South Carolina roads suck. Brent, I'm glad you said you were uh, in the passenger seat because from the shot you can't really tell, and there's times where you're looking at your phone. It looks like you're looking away from the road for a while. Wouldn't, wouldn't be good for the brand, that's for sure. And also, hey, hello. I'm gonna say this. Once. I got my seatbelt on. I'm gonna say this once. Tell your driver to mind the speed limit. I'm gonna say it once. Just tell your driver to mind the speed, speed limit. limit.
he, he's he's got like a flag football game tonight. Oh. We got to get home by nine thirty. Oh. He might go ninety. <laughs> hey, this would be classic though if we got pulled over during the show. That might, would I might be rooting for that. Let's do I it. might be rooting for that. Let's do it. That would be unbelievable. It's still your truck, though. Keep in mind, but all right. That's his license. That's a good point. Dang good point. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Literally from the road. More Trevor talk. You'll hear from Todd McShay what he had to say. Coming up on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. The freaking Jacksonville Jaguars are 14-12 and 12 all-time against one of the best organizations, quite frankly, in all of sports. Austin Lane. Get him, Brent. Get him, Brent. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 checks a lot of boxes. He does a lot of things really well. Is it, does that, is it a guarantee that he's going to be great? No, I'm, I mean, I'm chuckling here and zooming, you know, talk about Andrew Luck as this generational player. Look, that's always the fear that can always be the case. But if you're looking for the thing that, like, gives you all this concern, I just don't know that there is something that's obvious that gives you concern about him. That is Matt Hasselbeck from ESPN talking this morning. I'm sorry, Matt, Tim, <laughs> Tim Hasselbeck. <laughs> uh, we were scheduled to get Tim Hasselbeck uh, today on the show, and uh, he had to do some NFL live work, so we're not going to get him. So you'll hear from him uh, from earlier today, and we'll also hear from Todd McShay in a moment. Steve Smith, former NFL wide receiver on what it would be like to catch passes from Trevor Lawrence. Talk to him today up here at Clemson University. Trevor Lawrence's pro day in the books. It's done. We are on the road, literally on the road. We love to take action sports shacks on the road, and I hope you enjoy the car ride here through South Carolina as we head back to Jacksonville. I figure we have a chance to make it close to Georgia by the time uh, the show ends today. We'll see how fast Marcel drives. Brent Martineau here, Austin Lane in the Action Sports Shack Studios. Got a big UFC event coming up. I hope you guys have done your Valentine's Day duties. <clears throat> I have not. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, no. Nah. We're all good. It's very important. Yeah. It, but the most important thing here for the three of us, at least, is Coos to do his Valentine's Day duties, right? Coos, how are we looking, man? How's, how's the Valentine's Day front looking for you right now? A lot of eyes on you. I brought up that this was the last year that I had to buy flowers for her, and that didn't go over well. Why is that? Because once we merge our bank accounts, it's like she's buying her own flowers, so why am I going to get her oh, flowers? Wow. That's, that's the spirit. <laughs> that's the spirit, man. Off to a fantastic start. Did you get her something this year? <laughs> uh, we're going to go to – well, we were going to go to dinner, but the two places I wanted to take her are already fully booked, so I'm nice. going to have to cook now. Wait until the last minute. Okay, yeah, well, sometimes, yeah. you know, if you cook for her, that's, that's a nice gesture. Well, I cook every night. What, oh, okay. Well, what's on the menu? <laughs> I'm going to do steak, I think. Nice, steak, nice. potatoes. Are you going to reverse sear that steak? Probably not. You don't really love her, do you? <laughs> this, is, I mean, this is all listen, a sham. Listen, What's that up? sounds hey, like yeah, a lot of work. That's a good point. That's what, a good point. you got to reverse sear that steak, Coos. Come on now. Uh, maybe I'll give it a try. You should. You should. You know what you should do? You should cook that steak, reverse steer, and you should watch Goodwill Hunting. You're welcome. Compliments of Brent Martin and Austin Lane. Here's the problem that's going to happen, though, is yes. when, when I cook steak, she likes to put honey mustard on the steak and... Sorry. Don't... <laughs> Sorry, then it's over. What? Putting honey mustard on Brent, you hearing Wait. this? Brent, are you still with honey us right mustard. now? That's what she does. Yes, I'm hearing this. Am I here? Hey. Yeah, Brent, you're here. I wish I wasn't here. Hey. Coos, did you sign a prenup? <laughs> Nothing. No, no. Hey, just just wink if you did. Okay? 
Honey mustard on steak, there's no way. That's, I mean, listen, well, okay. ketchup like she... is one thing. Like, ketchup I can't even come along with because if the steak is good, it needs nothing. Right. But honey mustard. Well, so, so usually what I'll do is I'll make French fries, and so she'll put the honey mustard on the plate for the French fries, but then the leftover honey mustard, she gets it with the steak. I have an issue with that. I'm sorry, but I do. Oh, I do too. Okay. Believe me, I bring it up. <laughs> They're not chicken tendies. Like, come on. Honey now. mustard on steak. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, by the way, uh, Koo's letting us in. Thanks. Uh, thank goodness Nicole doesn't listen to the show. She wouldn't like us very much. Uh, <laughs> she she if, only if listens. She might not like you very much. She yeah. She only listens if you ever tweet something and tag me, and then Good. she'll she'll go back and listen. So Good. as long as you don't do that, I'll be fine today. <laughs> Good, because I'd probably be on thin ice with her if she ever found out. Uh, so. Koo's brings up a. Coos brings up an interesting point, though. He's going to merge the bank account. It's a good move by Coos, I think. But not everybody does that, do they? Not everybody. You have a. Do you have the merging bank account? Say, I do. I have had with Steph. That's because my first job was eight thousand dollars. Steph's was twenty. So Score. I made sure I merged it. <laughs> nice, nicely done, nicely done. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's where I'm at. She makes more than I do, so might as well. Yeah. So, like, we're, right now in my situation, um, we're, we're not really that merge. Like, you know, we're, we're kind of like. You know, it's kind of like oil and water. We're like we're together, but it's not like together, together. Just because, well, my wife's going to med school, so yeah, like, you yeah. know, I mean, you know, I mean, it's kind of merged, but it's kind of not. <laughs> right, right. But you know, once she gets that degree and gets her own practice, hey, we're merging. We'll be merging. <laughs> There's gonna be some more funds going towards, you know, <laughs> yeah. some uh, some fantasy football bets and things like that. Let's just say. <laughs> yeah. By the way, for your vices. Whether it's the stock market, the fantasy football, the whatever, uh, it's probably better you don't have a merged account. Uh, that you can have more peaceful dinners that way. She has no idea what's going on. You better believe it, Brent. <laughs> I think she knows exactly what's going on. So yeah. happy Valentine's Day to uh, everybody out there. Enjoy it. It's one of those Hallmark holidays that I can't stand. But anyway, uh, good luck with it uh, this weekend. On happy it's Daytona 500 Day for me, okay? Sorry, Steph. Well, Brent, I mean, please do tell. Did you get Steph anything? Do you do a card, flowers, or a nice date night or anything? Or it's just Daytona 500 coverage? Uh, no. No and no. And, uh, you know, I'm not a big card guy because, uh, again, that's uh, – I think the Hallmark folks have, have brainwashed us. So mm. I, I don't think the card thing is, is legit. Uh, I'm not spending six bucks on a card, and I'm not cheap. I will do the flower thing, and there's potential for Steph to get flowers. If you're listening, Steph, there's potential, but it's not guaranteed. (laughs) And there definitely won't be, like, a Valentine's Day, like, dinner. If we're going to dinner tomorrow night, it's because we have a Saturday and we're allowed to go to dinner, so we're going to go to dinner. But it's not because, hey, let's go get the Valentine's Day special at such and such a restaurant. Yeah. Well, I'm inspired. What can I say? <laughs> I mean, you guys have been married for how long? I uh, see. I guess when you're when you're that pot committed, uh, I guess you have an understanding of hey, you know, let's let's go out to dinner or something like that. But you don't go out of your way anymore. Okay. I can't wait to get like yeah, ten years plus years, married. man. Twenty one. That's that's impressive, dude. Yeah. That's very impressive. Twenty twenty one years and still happily married. At least I am, but I'm on the road half the time. I'm not sure if she's happily married. <laughs> Uh, anyway, all right, uh, let's get back to Trevor Lawrence. That marriage between him and the Jaguars is happening in late April. Mm. Todd McShay 
ESPN analyst, of course, does a bunch of mock drafts. He was inside the facility today for the ESPN coverage. I chased him down, Austin. You know, you said, what am I going to get up here? I saw, saw Todd walking out of the building. We were across the way in the parking lot. And I have to go around a fence to kind of get where he is. And I start hoofing it, man. I'm like, I'm catching up with Todd McShay. I'm not getting Trevor Lawrence. I'm not getting Urban Meyer. Uh, but I'm going to catch up with Todd McShay and at least ask him if he'll take a few minutes. And so he's a busy man. He's getting in his car. He's actually in his car. Uh, he sees me kind of like out of breath. And I say, hey, can you help a poor soul? We drove six hours. We weren't getting in. But we came up here anyway, and I'd appreciate it if you took like two or three minutes just to answer a couple of Trevor Lawrence questions. <laughs> he was kind enough to drive over to the parking lot. He answered a couple of Trevor Lawrence questions, and here's the conversation with Todd McShay. Well, uh, you got to be in there. Um, did you see everything you thought you'd see in, in 52 throws from Trevor? Yeah, I did. I mean, listen, he's nobody's perfect. There were a couple balls that fluttered if you want to nitpick. He missed one throw rolling to his left where he kind of overshot it. But other than that, he was he was darn near perfect. He really was. The timing and, and really the ability in the short game and also in the, the goal line situations inside the red zone, you can see his ball placement and how twitchy he is. And by that I mean how quick he is to get his feet set, drop, and then also to release the ball. And I talked to Urban Meyer for about a half hour yesterday, and that's one of the things that he was – really impressed by when he was watching because urban system there's a lot of rpos run pass option quick games screens and you got to be able to get the ball out quickly and do it accurately to lead receivers to, to yards after catch and for a long levered six foot six quarterback trevor lawrence has a quick compact release and he can he's he's, he's like that shortstop that can just get it out you know i know he checks all the boxes but for a guy who evaluates why is he so special? Why is he Andrew Luck? Why is he Peyton Manning, John Elway kind of category? Well, find me a find me a flaw. But that's really what it, what it comes down to. Because yeah, the only thing you can say by studying his tape that you don't know doesn't mean it's a red flag or a flaw. But you don't necessarily know as much as some other quarterbacks is some of those anticipatory throws over the middle. You know, before the receiver breaks and. and in this offense, there's a lot of short game screens and vertical perimeter stuff, right? So that's the one aspect that you didn't see as much from him as maybe some other quarterback prospects. But, I mean, you're talking size, durability, toughness, competitiveness, mobility at six foot six, the ability to run away from guys and kill pursuit angles. I mean, this guy, he's just special. They, they don't build many like him, and I think he's a one-in-a-decade type of prospect coming out of college. All right, last one. By the way, that was Hasselbeck. They drew that comparison. It I'm was, sorry. yeah. That's all right. <laughs> we're listening in the car, so we weren't watching. But uh, He's smarter than me anyway. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, do you like the Meyer-Lawrence uh, unification here, that, that partnership? Uh, it, I mean, obviously, it's mutually beneficial, potentially, especially for Urban, but do you think he can take Trevor Lawrence to, to the heights that he needs to go to? I, I do. I think it, I, I think it will work, work well. It'll be interesting to see Urban. I've known Urban for a long time. We worked together for a full year um, when he was taking time off and working for ESPN, and I was down at his house every single Wednesday. So I've gotten to know Urban, and I'm fascinated to see how he transitions from college to the NFL in terms of... He's so into psychology and leadership and, and getting guys to, to, to bring the best that they can bring. And he's, you know, he's got Darren Bevel, the, the offensive coordinator. He's got Schottenheimer as a quarterback coach. So he's got good people around him. Uh, but I, I do think it's going to work. It's going to be, you know, it's going to take a year or two. 
they, you can't just rebuild an organization that's, that's picking number one overall and expect it to be in the Super Bowl or even the playoffs. But I think in a, in a couple of years, they finally, after all these years, they haven't had a first-round pick. Was it 30-something years? And they haven't had a first uh, number one number overall, overall pick, I should say. And so they finally have have the number one overall pick in the year that you really want to have it with, with Trevor. Uh, and he just hit it right on the head there. I mean, again, I just don't think you can oh, undervalue or overvalue, really, the the impact that the Jags having the number one pick in this year. Again, we've talked about how unlucky they've been at times, but it's in this year when this prospect is available. I mean, there's some lucky moments here. Not only the Jets winning, but the actual fact that you're getting the number one pick with this quarterback available. There was a lot of talk this morning on some of the shows I was listening. The separation is growing between Lawrence and the other quarterbacks. I think this is a good quarterback draft, but the separation is there. And, Austin, I I mentioned Tim Hasselbeck because – the on on the shows this morning, both guys were talking, and it was Hasselbeck that actually made the comparison to other quarterbacks. Now, he wasn't saying Trevor Lawrence is Tom Brady or Trevor Lawrence is Peyton Manning or Trevor Lawrence is Cam Newton, but he was highlighting characteristics of those guys' games and saying, hey, he can run like Cam Newton in these situations around the line of scrimmage. Mm. He has this Peyton Manning trait. He has this Tom Brady shimmy in the pocket when he needs to get away from a pass rush. I thought it was interesting that a lot of people can't seem to comp Trevor Lawrence to other players, but he certainly has the traits of some of the greats. No, without a doubt. You know, I mean, in terms of... On a scale of, you know, his productivity in college and just kind of where people rank him. I mean, you hear a lot of the Andrew Luck comparisons. Like this is the, this is the highest rank quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. And listen, did Andrew Luck win the Super Bowl ever? No, he did not. But even when he got on the scene, you know, there wasn't much of a drop off from the Peyton Manning time to the Andrew Luck time. You know, and Andrew Luck obviously in his own right made a couple Pro Bowls, put up some pretty big numbers. And it's sad to say, I think, and then listen, maybe Mark Brunel's got something to say about it. But I think if Andrew Luck played for the Jacksonville Jaguars, he'd probably be the best quarterback in Jaguars history. So we're talking about a guy where that could be the baseline. That could be the baseline for what the Jaguars have coming to them. And then, you know, there could be obviously that high ceiling as well. So, yeah, obviously this is a fantastic situation to be in. The stars have a line. I'm going to be honest. Out of my own selfish greed a little bit, I'm a little jealous of, like, New York Jets people because, like, they have something to talk about. Who are we taking? Are we taking Zach Wilson? Are we taking, you know, I mean, are we going to take Trey Lance? Are we going to take Fields? Like, those people right now, they're in the you know the second, third, fourth, and fifth picks. Like they have a a long, tedious debate on their hands because there is no clear cut second place guy right now, in my opinion. But we all know who the first place guy is, and then that makes the job of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it makes the job of us very, very easy. And that guy's obviously Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I think that's a great point, man. And I think it's interesting because that is fun when you can talk about okay, they're gonna take this guy, they're gonna take that guy. But we've had that for 10 years in a row. <laughs> you know, we've had all these topics, and you've had those discussions. We've never had this kind of discussion, and so that's pretty cool. Hey, the, have you ever heard the phrase long-levered in your life, or at least this much? Long-levered is the buzz phrase. That's what Trevor Lawrence is, 6'5 and almost 6'6, six six, long-levered. 
I'm just gonna say this though, man. Uh, McShay, you know, when you caught him in his car, he said fast twitch. That was one of the words that I had. So we should do like the you know like, uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse used to do, where it's like the word of the day. I'm looking for fluid. We should. I'm have, looking for fast twitch. We should have done like a, you know like Visca Bingo. Done yeah. like like Pro Day Bingo. Moxie, fast twitch, fluid, long limbed, lever. Yes. We can do that. We can definitely do that. Uh, get your Valentine's Day cards ready for Trevor Lawrence. As Koo said today on social media, he will be the Jaguars' number one pick for Valentine's Day and for the draft and beyond. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. More Trevor talk on the way from the road from Clemson, South Carolina, and heading back home to Jacksonville. It was it was a good day, uh, considering kind of short notice. Prepared for like a, a week probably back in California, then obviously transitioned back to South Carolina to put the finishing touches on, get with the guys, get some timing down. Um, but man, I was you know, I was pretty pleased with it. Obviously, like anything, you have some throws that you wish you'd go back and um, hit a little bit better. But you know, as a whole, I think I think it was a good day. Receivers ran really well. Uh, just really appreciate those guys, Cornell for coming back, and Sharon and Caleb and Chris. All of them um, means a lot to me. Helped me out a lot. So just appreciate those guys. I thought it was a good day. Well, I thought it was a good day, too, for Trevor Lawrence, and I just don't know what was going to constitute a bad day for Trevor Lawrence in this setting. Uh, interestingly enough, you know, you always wonder, and the Gators have done this in the past, and partly because they didn't have an indoor facility, I think, at the time. When we've gone to some of their pro days, they've been outside. And it was rainy here yesterday and a little bit drizzly even today. It wasn't downpour rain, a little chilly today. But uh, good thing they had the indoor facility. And they could have gone outside on their practice fields. You know, the facilities at these places, and I know everybody knows this, are just unbelievable. But a quick note on that, Austin, uh, back in the Action Sports Shack studios as we're on the road somewhere in South Carolina heading back to Jacksonville. I, I just can't help but look at these facilities. Like Florida, after Meyer left, uh, has now put a lot of money into facilities, whether that's a standalone football facility they're building or they're going to build, the indoor facility they have built. Interestingly enough, and I don't know if you saw this on the broadcast, but Reese Davis mentioned it, C.J. Spiller from Union County, the Jacksonville area, is now on the staff at Clemson. He had a pro day, and it rained like crazy. And they didn't have the indoor facility. Well, that was when Dabo first started back in what Dabo must have started in like 08, 09 as the, as the head coach, and he was already on the staff anyway. Well, shortly after there, that they put the new facility in. And, and the facilities at Clemson are unbelievable. And what has also happened when Clemson put new facilities in? They won. <laughs> they won big. And it's part of the college game. But don't sleep on this narrative and this topic in Jacksonville. The facilities are going to change. Urban Meyer knows that, knows it from the college game. He is going to bring that. And by the way, a lot of NFL teams already have. So the Jags are late on this. But the Jaguars' facilities are changing. I think they're going to have some changes inside their building already as soon as this year. One, because of the amount of staff they have. But two, because I think they want this to happen ASAP. And I don't know what that looks like, by the way. I don't know what that means. I think eventually they end up with a standalone facility, whether it's outside the stadium or somewhere else in the Jacksonville area. It could be in St. John's County, for all I know. Uh, But the Jacksonville Jaguars' facilities are going to change. And I don't know if it's paramount at the NFL level and equates to winning, but it sure did at Clemson. No, listen, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit where 
it's not how much you spend on it. It's about like how much they care. And and if Urban Meyer comes in here, builds a brand new practice facility, state of the art equipment, all that stuff, like it's not necessarily a recruiting tool. But then word gets out like, hey, look what Jacksonville's doing. Like they must really care about their players, and then maybe that does get you a player uh, in free agency. Like it's just it's the little things. It's definitely the little things that make the biggest difference, right? And if you have guys who enjoy or, or look forward to you know coming to treatments, going to weightlifting, uh, using the locker room facilities, all that type of stuff, that is an edge. That makes a difference. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Brett Martin, Austin Lane, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN. Uh, 690. Yeah, we continue to talk about Trevor Lawrence. Going to talk about J.J. Watt in a little bit, too. Do you have any interest in a guy like J.J. Watt? We'll also hear from Steve Smith, uh, former receiver of the NFL, what he had to say about Trevor Lawrence. He was there today, so that is all on the way. Have an interview with Joey Logano, too. So a lot coming up here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Daytona 500 week as well. And here's the question, Brent, because obviously you guys were in the parking lot. You know, you're, you're trying to get past the bouncer. Um, it didn't come to fruition. Did any part of you think about sneaking into that whole workout? Any party whatsoever? Uh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, a lot of part of me, because I'm not sure I'll ever be back up at Clemson. To be unless un- the next time I'm back up at Clemson, and this is serious, is when uh, they retire his jersey, and they will do that uh, at some point, I would imagine. And uh, well, I shouldn't. I think they will do that. I shouldn't say they. No doubt will do that, but I think they'll do that. Um, and I don't know if they have the standards in place whether he had to win a Heisman Trophy or not, but. He's going to go down as like the best quarterback in school history, along with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And so I would think they would. But I thought about it. But the Clemson folks have been really good. Um, I'm a relationship guy. Oh, I think we just lost Brent. And you know what? Probably for the best, right? Because when he started saying he's a relationship guy and he wasn't going to sneak in, see, TMZ, they would have snuck in. TMZ <laughs> would have been right on the field standing next to Urban Meyer asking him his thoughts for every single throw but you know what oh he's back now okay sorry brent welcome back i hear you no you're not wrong (laughs) tmz probably would have but listen i chased todd mcshay down i got steve smith i would have chased down urban meyer but they snuck out the back it was a different entrance so i couldn't get to meyer Mm. but i would have done that trevor i mean er hey listen trevor and i are going to be in jacksonville for a long time together got to get this relationship off on the right foot yep and make sure you save that coos for the restraining order because it's comments like that that can be used in a trial um <laughs> against brett marno brent when we come back i want you to think about this question what was like a couple places where you actually snuck into maybe you know as a youth or doing your professional job of action sports jacks but what are some places that you snuck into uh that you probably shouldn't have or you, you never got caught for let's just say I like it. We'll do that when we come back. Also, J.J. Watt. I want your take on J.J. Watt. Any interest in him with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's coming up on ESPN 690.